So I just want to say I was on the train this morning on the J. And this man came on the train. I kind of heard this mumbling. You know, I keep my headphones on all the time. Sometimes not even listening to music because you don't want to act like you're making any eye contact with crazy people on the train. But this guy came on the train. He had his hand in my face begging for money. I I, I feel offended. I am a, I am offended here. I mean, really and truly, you want to beg, beg, but your hand in my face, I mean, in my face, almost like I was going to spit on his hand, like, because that's what I should have done, spit on him. Uh, Brenda the Bender. I mean, (laughs) really. Can we tell people who we are first? (laughs) Yeah, I'm Brenda, whatever. Brenda, I'm Raw Dog Shore. I mean, really. This is how we end This guy, his hand was in my face, like... You want to give me some change? You want to give me some change? And everybody's like, I'm like pulling my stuff back, hiding my phone. Is he about to rob me? I, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, this is... Can we get some laws here? This is part of New York. Can we get some today, laws here? The guy's there opening the door for you to give him money. He knows you got money because you just came from the ATM. Guess what, bro? I don't have a dollar bill because exactly. they don't give out dollars out the That's ATM. The but the best part of this story is when he walked away, I looked down at his shoe here. And he was wearing a crisp white pair of Uptowns. <laughs> crisp. Pure white. That could have been donated. Pure white? No, Come on. Pure white. Further showing us when you're panhandling does not mean that you don't have money. Facts. So now to get into our what's the happen. So today we all start about... Uh, thinking what we know on the news last night I was watching with these two black gentlemen who were sitting in Starbucks, um, basically waiting on someone to come. They wanted to use the bathroom, and while sitting there wanting to use the bathroom, the manager called the cops because she said that they had not ordered this. Now, you know, Mm. or you may not know, I kind of love Starbucks. I heart Starbucks. I I, I spend my $6 for my latte in the morning mm-hmm. um every morning and i'm feeling very very concerned because the thing that i kind of love about starbucks is that if i'm walking by and i'm trying to download a big file i could walk into any starbucks and and go onto their wi-fi and walk right back out or you know you go and you see people just sitting on their laptop for hours and hours or having mm-hmm. meetings in starbucks or sitting at the communal table this has been the principle of starbucks but the concept of two black men in philadelphia sitting in a starbucks and while there, the manager decides to call the cops. The cops. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, that the cops would walk in and arrest them. You know, this goes back to police appropriateness, that a cop could walk in and tell a, you know, I remember when my aunt beat her son and my cousin called the cops on him, but the cops came, the cops was like, why are you calling us? And they left. That's the kind of cop I would have expected to walk into the Starbucks and say, hey, this is not a police matter and leave. And, you know, the police are standing by their decision to make an arrest. They said that it's not like they walked by and said, hey, let's, a walk, let's arrest two black men. It was the fact that the manager had called saying that these guys um, were, I guess, trespassing. And so it's their duty to adhere to that when, you know, a business calls and says, okay, this person is trespassing, you need to escort them out, which is not right. But why not just give them the opportunity to leave? When the cops get If there. they felt like they were being, you know, trespassing, they were being out of control, which the men looked totally not out of control in the video. No. You know, Why I, then would not I, just say I'm glad leave. it happened because I like that shit like this happens because you know what those two black brothers are gonna be flicking paid. paid. I'm so okay. paid. No, that's not how this song goes. I wish I'm somebody paid. did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I somebody, somebody, me out. Well, that will never happen uh, again. 
Even the homeless guy that was sleeping on the bench the last time I'm there. Now he's got a free pass. And let me tell you something. I, I walked into Starbucks on my job and I'm like, what's this guy doing? This is a homeless guy. They're not gonna tell this guy to leave. We were together. They don't even tell a homeless guy to leave who's fucking up the joint and they're gonna tell these two black decent looking brothers to leave how dare they so you know what i'm glad you know it's fine this is happening you know most likely the manager of that store probably was a sws suspected white supremacist <laughs> but to quote my boo icon get it into the sunrise good 90 other 65 i uh, I'm so paid. That's it. That's it. But I want to do. I do want to shout out the CEO of Starbucks, Kevin Johnson. I'm. I don't know if his Ooh, reaction. Mean, by the way. Totally. <laughs> I don't know if his reaction is totally just for the media or for his customers. But I think his outrage and his plan of training and and getting to the bottom of this and going to meet these two men personally to apologize is very decent. Mm-hmm. So shout out Kevin Johnson. Don't let your words go in vain, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Going to our next topic, the Parkland shooter. Let's all remember uh, this young lad who... In Florida. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cruz, who shoots 17 people in a high school. And still who, living. <laughs> and currently in jail, waiting on a arra- Who has been arraigned, waiting for a trial. Who now turns around and says he cannot afford a lawyer. Well, like, he cannot afford a lawyer because... He has no money, but when he is, he's currently 19, but when he turns 22, he will be able to access $800,000 that he got from the passing of his mother, and he wants to give this money to the victims um, for healing. So Healing? um, I think the best healing here will to see you with the needle in your arm. I'm just saying... That's it, man. Because guess what? This $800,000 is not going to make up for these people's lives. You know, you've affected. And these people who are still living to know that, hey, you're still living. You know, again, you know, D.L. Hughley's touch has been so profound. He was like, why is it that, you know, a black man is suspected of having a gun and gets killed? Like our man Saeed. And then this guy in Florida shooting 17 people and he's still living. Yep. Because what did they shoot him in the leg or something when they caught him? Something inconsequential. Correct. So, uh, so Parkland Shooter, I mean, they'll take your money, but if it was me, I would bury you with it. That's it. But anyway, I, but you know what? Maybe they should use that money to help emotionally troubled teens because you are emotionally troubled. I think that maybe should they should probably kind of donate it to that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe the victims may want it towards healing the community. Mm-hmm. 800 grand, I guess it goes a long way. Um, our next story talks about an Alabama teen who... Uh, his name is Lakeith Smith. Two years ago, uh, 2015, him and four others went in to do a break-in on a house. And the cops were called, and the cops shot one of the gentlemen that was with him, one of the other lads. Mm-hmm. And this young boy, 18 years old, has been convicted of felony murder, burglary, and theft. Wow. Uh, they offered him a deal of 25 years in advance. He turned down the deal. And now they've given him 65 years as his punishment. Let's all be very clear here. He did not shoot anyone. Mm -hmm. The cop killed him. But in Alabama, they have this accomplice law. And because he was there and the murder happened, since he was an accomplice to the crime, he is now responsible for his friend's death. Or I don't know if they were friends or his crew member's death. Mm -hmm. And the other guys all pleaded guilty, and they're waiting to hear what their sentence is going to be. 
But this young guy, 18 years old, will never see the light of day again due to That's this crazy. law. And you know what? We asked ourselves the question, is this law too strict? Or is it something that people think about as a second chance to say to yourself, like, yo, if I do this and I get caught, this could be the end of my life. Because right. I feel like we don't care. I think people don't care about jail. People always say, it's just jail. I'll just really? do a bid. Who the hell I mean, that? not us, but people that go to jail that are like jailies. Is that a word? Jailies? jailies? Jailbirds? Yeah, I don't know. But they do say things like, yo, I could do a bid. I could do 60 days on my head. I could do, yeah. you know, you hear people saying things like, it ain't nothing. So I'll do this and I'll go to jail. Maybe this will be the answer that people will say, nah, I'm nah, good. bro. Yeah, I'm good. Nah, bro. Sad. So we all talked about this last week. Khloe Kardashian had a baby. Congrats, Chloe. Congrats, Chloe. Um, and the baby's name is True Thompson. We've had this conversation before. Only rich you. people could name their <laughs> kids like this. <laughs> kind of shit. But you know what? The thing about it is, you know, you read some of the comments, you know, under when she, I think she posted something like, I think, uh, what's this guy name? What's the baby father name again? Tr- oh, oh, Thompson. No, Tristan third Thompson. trimester. Tristan Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> they decorated this whole room and she had posted it. And um, she was like, thank you. You know, she was thanking him at this point. And I'm like, okay. And then she names the baby True. It's just like, why True? And a lot of people were saying, you're saying this this True Thompson? Why? Is it because he was not true to you? Like, I mean, people had some comments. I mean, other than the whole how you get him is how you lose him. But just the fact that out of all this turmoil or all this rumors, she comes out and names this kid True. It's a little bit ironic. But only rich people can name their kids True. (laughs) So So let's be real. Just go go on with your baby and whether or not you with this third trimester dude just keep living man keep living our last what's to have today is about coachella um which is a concert that happens in california from april 13th april 13th to the 15th and then it goes again next weekend the 20th through the 22nd and uh i just want to just take a moment and say the ticket prices for this Mm -hmm. event Mm -hmm. 429 dollars for general admission Mm -hmm. and vip is 999 dollars let's just take a pause here i don't know i don't know whose life this is it's not not mine not mine okay but regardless uh we all saw that many many there were many many acts but the ones that we just want to just take a quick shout out on is beyonce two hours slaying Yo, say what you want about this girl. She is a beast. She is. The way she came out on that stage. And you know, Kelly and Michelle, give Beyonce a little shout out, man. She keeps pulling you guys along. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen you forever. But you were up on that stage. But you know what? You know, because everybody says that, you know, what she did to them, she kind of left them solo. So I guess she feels she needs to bring them in a couple of times, give them a couple of coins. But I have to tell you, Beyonce, hashtag winning. She's winning. Yeah, she she's winning. winning. They said that this performance was like one of the best that she's ever done. Mm-hmm. And plus, they're even calling it historic. That's how great it is. And you know, wow. it's centered around black colleges like historically black colleges that was like the theme of the whole performance step in you know the marching bands and that whole conversation um the weekend was there crying on the stage why was he crying singing some song about his previous ex and tears dripping out his eyes Mm, pull up your panties man no man needs to be crying Eminem was there. He bought out 50 cents. You know my thoughts on crying, man. Miguel was there. And I just want to take a shout out to my homegirl, Cardi B. I love you. I love you. I'm, I'm telling you, when I seen Cardi B 
basically take off her jacket and start twerking. She brought back that stripper twerk. She started yeah. bending down. And she you saw the one with the back with the hands right her. And the legs. Pum, 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 I mean, you pum. can tell a little after when she started bending over the gas, she was a little winded. But <laughs> yo, keep it twerking. You're going to make it. Everybody was saying you wasn't going to make it. They don't want to see me winning. You're going to win. She's making it. You're going to win. So congratulations to Cardi B. I mean, she just came out. already made it to Coachella. That's amazing. So keep, keep slaying. Keep on winning. Keep winning. So um, now on to our topic talk. Um, this is a very, I can say this is a sad, yeah, it's a sad event that has taken place. I mean, obviously I wasn't even going to talk about it because, you know, Bender was like, oh, this is sad news. But sometimes you guys speak about sad news to bring on a bigger conversation. And two things that happened. Uh, one happened in March, I believe March 16th, where a little girl was beaten brutally. And um, her name was Anaya Day Garrett, and this happened in Euclid, Ohio. And what happened in this situation was when um, a lady, of course, had her boyfriend um, exposed to her child. And this is a relationship they've had. However, the, the child's father is also in her life. However, she ends up making a 911 call, um, saying that her child is unable to breathe. And this is, again, she's four years old. And, you know, the paramedic, the lady over the phone tried to walk her through to how to ensure that she's breathing. So at one point she said she wasn't breathing. They said she was breathing. It was a back and forth, a back and forth on the call. But it was just sad to hear. And even if you hear this, and of course we're going to post it, she seems so calm as a parent that child is not breathing. I couldn't imagine being on the phone with, you know, not I would one. Be, I would be gone. She was so gone. calm, like, yeah, my daughter's not breathing. Yeah, and they was asking, well, what happened to your daughter? And she was like, well, you know, we, we went to Red Lobster a week ago, and she wasn't eating since then, but I thought it was what? like a little stomach virus. Never went to the emergency room to bring her kid to see what was going on. This is like almost a week. And so basically, they suspect, when they found her, they said that she died of a stroke after being severely beaten. Yikes. Which is tremendously sad. And it's her mother, Sierra Day, and it was her boyfriend, Deontay Lewis. And they said it appeared that she was malnourished and she had rug burns. The sad part about this was that her father was in the court when they were getting... Oh, that was so sad. And he was screaming. I guess the boyfriend turned around and had a nerve to look at him. And he started screaming, like, don't you effing look at me. Like, you killed my daughter. And you just see this man crying. It was very, very sad to see him cry out like that. Because, of course, he, he's useless. he feels useless. His kid is already dead. And from what I understand, he's been saying that he thinks his kid is in danger. Mm-hmm, and he asked mm-hmm. for emergency removal. Um, and they didn't help. They did not help. They, I mean, the system definitely failed this kid. They said that um, even the school authorities has been has reported to ACS. I think there were three suspected cases before, but it was unfounded. And so just to know that, you know, a mother, her mother, her own mother was the one beating her. And a side note, they had said that um, he had posted maybe like a Facebook Live or something, maybe like the day before he brought her home. And he was saying, Anaya, do you want to go home? And she was like, no. He was like, oh, you don't want to come? You want to stay with daddy? I know you want to stay with daddy. I'm going to call mommy to, you know, to let her know you're going to stay an extra day. And then posted a picture with his girlfriend. Meaning, you know, him and the girlfriend were basically watching the kid. And I don't know if that's what got the mother angst. Like, when she got back home, like, yeah, you want to stay with your father? Come home. But they beat this kid, and it was just very sad. And to know this happened again in uh, our hometown, New York. It happened in Queens with another girl, Bella Edwards, another beautiful soul. Beautiful. Beautiful. Was killed. Um, the mother the mother left. Um, she left with her mother because apparently the boyfriend lived in the household with them. And so they left the boyfriend with... Uh, the mother's current child, um, recent child, which I think is about two or three months old, and of course the three-year-old Bella Edwards. And what happened was they got home and she was non-responsive. 
Um, they suspected that she's been sexually abused. Yikes. She had old bruises as well as new bruises. And, you know, my thought was like, are you kidding me? This is, you, you know, a three-year-old can't bathe herself. So that means someone had to have been bathing her for the days prior to. And they saw it. And it, so that means it's either they you were so negligent, you didn't see this kid was being sexually abused. You didn't see she had old bruises. And this was a guy that she hooked up with. Apparently, he was arrested and was uh, did time for years prior to this. His name was Mark Jenkins. And I, my thoughts go out to, yo, what are these single women doing out in these streets? What are they doing? Why are they bringing these men around their children? You know, that's what's sad about it. It's like, you know, you have a boyfriend. I understand. I understand single is hard. You know, being single is hard. You're dating. But you just bring any man around your child. You don't know what his history is. But I don't know. I think, to be fair, I would assume this is not like someone that they met yesterday and brought in. I think that, you know, I do agree with you when you think about single women and bringing people around your children. It is a very, very slippery slope. You have to kind of make a real decision to say to yourself, is this person even worthy enough to be around my child? But even if they are, what are you doing to be hypervigilant that someone is in your household? Not only because it's a single mother, even husbands, even wives are out of control and they need to be monitored. So when anybody is in your you know, I think we as humans think about, oh, I should live my life. I got to live. I got to make myself, you know, happy. But when you have children, you got to look past what you think for yourself and focus on what your children need. And if that means that you got to live alone, you got to live alone. If that means that you got to be watching the person and putting them on notice or going to see them only when you have free time, that's what it means. But, you know, you say hypervigilant, and I agree with that also, too. But you leaving them with your child... That's Which means you're not being hypervigilant. No, that means it's like, all right, let me go. Like, especially with your girl child. Like, I would oh. not leave my, especially my girl child with some dude. Yo, that's so what's the deal. It's because we always say, my girl child. Yes. I mean, <laughs> even when I think that I want to rent my basement, and it's like too. men saying, oh, Oh, I, I, can I rent your basement? I'm like, no, because my girl child is here. There's no man going to be living in my basement when my girl child is here. Exactly. So, you know, it's like always a constant thought that when you make a decision, I don't make this decision for myself alone. I have to make this decision for my children first and then for me. Correct. And, you know, I heard this um, quote. Um, I'll say it. I thought it, was, I thought it was interesting. This person said, it was a child advocate. He said, parents need to know who they are bringing into their children's lives. They check out teachers and they check out daycares. They really do their research on schools and things like that. Do your research on the person you're getting involved with before it's too late. And that is very profound because that's what people need to do. And, you know, I understand, you know, you're dating, you feel you. I don't know when you feel that someone is no, but I, I can tell you this. Months is not enough for me to bring. Months is not enough for me to bring. And of course, age plays a part too. If you are a grown woman and your kids are like 16, 17, 13, that's different. But, you know, when you have small children who are um, sometimes unable to speak for themselves and those kind of things, you really have to be, as you said, hyper vigilant. And I'm not leaving my kid with anybody by, by themselves. I'm not. So, you know, my mom, I grew up with my mother alone. My sister wasn't here, but it was just me and my mother. And I have to tell you, my mother, in the whole time that we were together, home or little, when I was little, my mother only dated one man. Um, even now, they're not even together anymore, or they are, you know, they, they just talk infrequently. She never bought, like, a stream of men in and out of our house. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that meant that she was unhappy. I don't know if that meant that she was making a sacrifice. Absolutely. But I mean, for the way it looked for me... It was a show that, yo, I'm not with your father because I don't ever remember my mother and father being together. Mm -hmm. But my mother 
never had like a cycle of men going in and out. And you know, I was reading up and they were saying that before you introduce somebody to your children, you need to make sure that this is a relationship that is built to last. And you know, when you think about that, you know, nothing is built to last. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. I mean, I don't know why my marriage is not still together, whatever, whatever. Things happen. But you got to look at this person and say, yo, is there something in this person that I could see some goodness in that I'm willing to see this person six months down the line? I can make a plan. Because, you know, the thing is, we get so caught up in the fact that you meet somebody, the person is good to you. They took you out for two drinks a day. Mm-hmm. And now, what? oh, this person is like, oh, he's the bomb. He's everything. That means nothing. That means nothing. That's all game. And you got to realize when you meet people, the it's person you meet is not the person you are. That's not the real person. And, you know, to Shaw's point, what are you doing to check this person out? You know, there's simple checks. Everybody can log on to their state sex offender registry, look online and see, has this person committed a crime? Is this person a sex offender? That's the first point of contact. Because let me tell you, I mean, even for me growing up, anytime my mother came home, my mother would ask me constantly, did anybody touch you? Did anybody touch you? Did anybody? And this was years ago. I'm not dating myself, but my mother was very hypervigilant in terms of who was around me, and she wanted to let me know what appropriate levels were. Because sometimes we're so caught up, we don't even go back to our little woman, our little girls or our boys and say, you know what, it's inappropriate for somebody to do this Correct. to you, to touch you, mm-hmm. because that is your constant conversation, to be monitoring your children as a parent and showing them what's the plan. But women, and not only women, I'm assuming this happens with single men also, dating and they have children. And I think men might be a little bit more you know, free in terms of bringing, because it's a woman, you, you know, you know, but also you have to make a choice. Is this person worthy enough to be around my child? And ladies, you're not going to figure that out in two weeks. Exactly. And you know, just, I was just having a conversation with my husband the other day. And I said, you know, I have your show, I have your social, you know, I've been had your social since we were dating. He's like, what? Why do you have my social? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, calm down. We're married now. Can, can I tell you my husband's <laughs> social right now? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I had your social from the time we were even dating. And you know, sometimes, you know, people make jokes about, you know, when you're at your boyfriend's house, because that was a boyfriend at the time, and you're home by yourself, like he leaves you there, goes to the store. He'd be like, oh, here's a key. Go in. I'll meet you in. I'm kind of like, Sit through the drawer a little bit. Please don't sit this down. You're going to get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) She's just joking. Joking, Rose. I had the social. Because I don't know. He could have knocked me up. And then I'd have been like, Stucky, you can be like, listen, that's not my kid. Y'all might need a social to claim child support. Just saying. I'm so paid. But, but on a serious note, again, you know, Benny just mentioned a few things that women can do. And also, you know, just having conversations with your children in general. And then specifically, if you're going to have this person around your child, you need to have those conversations. Listen, but, you know, on a couple of sites, they have a few rules. And I thought it was really, um, it was really interesting. And a few rules um, listed were wait, wait, wait. Basically, that female should wait before you introduce these people to your children. The next one was don't sacrifice special moments with your child to see a man. So, hey, kid, we're going to the park. And then it's like, oh, he calls you. Oh, sorry, we're not going. Sorry. Mama got to have a life, too. (laughs) Rule number three, no sleepovers. Mm. I know it feels good to wake up with a man behind you, but come on, sis. Wait till your kid is on vacation or by grandma's house. Or maybe their father's house. If the father's in life, correct. Um, Rule number four was meet at neutral locations. So the guy, if he picks you up, he doesn't have to come inside your house. Meet him outside. All right, you're outside, great. Lock your door and meet him outside. If you guys are getting busy, get busy at a hotel. Not when you're kidding. Or hopefully at his place. If he has one. Yikes. (laughs) 
And of course, you know, they speak about leaving and returning at reasonable hours, you know, and um, don't share intimate details of the relationship with your children. I mean, I hope not. Totally inappropriate. But I mean, I think it goes back to, again, timing. Timing is everything. You need to make a decision. Is this person going to be here and you know if you're thinking about being in a relationship or a divorce you need to ask yourself as a single woman how long after i get a divorce or how long after my other relationship ended should i reintroduce somebody to my children Correct. you know because you know the key is you want to bring somebody in right away because you don't want to be alone it's hard to be alone but children i always say this children did not ask to come here and if they're here it's your responsibility to make sure that they can get to being an adult so sometimes you got to sacrifice your own goodness and happiness for them. And you also said something about when you were growing up, and the same thing with my mother, you know. My mother and my father were not together, and so they co-parented. But I did not see anybody my mother was dating until she officially had a boyfriend. And I kind of knew she was dating someone. She never brought him home, but I just knew she was going out at times when I was not there. And that was her, that's the only boyfriend I know she had after my father. And so that actually lasted. So even if they didn't get married, that was her boyfriend for a long period of time. Very long, very long. even if they had broken up, this was still her friend, Mm -hmm. you know, at some point in time. So that was still someone that was lasting in my life that I could say, hey, you know, you know, I know this guy. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, if you know, there's opportunities for women to have a man that is a friend, that you can bring around your children as a friend. But, you know, also set expectations as that friend because, you know, children depend on what adults say. And, you know, even though some kids are, you know, sure said that if the children are young versus old, it's another conversation that you should have with them. You know, this is not a conversation you have with a two-year-old, three-year-old. Because I've seen people with children when they're dating somebody and their kid is calling this person daddy. Inappropriate. Unacceptable. Inappropriate. Oh my god. This man is not your child's daddy. You don't even know if you and the child this man are gonna make it to the end. And you have them calling it this man daddy with no buy-in. Let's get it together. Because even in those two um, incidents, they kept some reports were saying stepfather. And I'm like, no, it's not stepfather if he did not marry this woman. Stop downplaying it. It's not stepfather. It's boyfriend. That's it. It's a difference between boyfriend and stepfather. And I think it's important to give your children, and you're not going to get this from a younger child, so especially when you have older children, the ability to give you feedback on how they feel about the situation. Mm -hmm. You know, I have two kids... And both of my kids may feel totally different about the same situation. And you have to make a decision as an adult. Am I going to sacrifice because of what this one kid says? And let's be real. Children have to know their place. Mm-hmm. You know, we always, they have a statement that shows us to say dog among doctors. When adults are talking, children are not supposed to be in the midst coming right. in and drop their two cents in. But as responsible people, the days gone by that we used to see in when my grandmother was small, when my mother was small, those days are over. Yeah. This is now a time when children are very up on things. They're very technologically savvy. And it makes sense to bring your kids in to have a conversation with them that says, listen, yesterday we did this with this person. And when you meet together, it should be very communal issues. I think you said this also, communal activities. Going bowling, going to the arcade, going to the movies, going out. Like, this is not us going out to a family function on day one and be like, hey, before your kids even know the person, your family and your children should not meet the person at the same time. They should be coming together. You know them. Your kids know them. So that when they're all together, your children feel comfortable amongst your family, that they're not looking at your family like... Who's this guy? Who's this girl? If you're dating someone, it's just that. It's dating. Your family should not see them. If that's your boyfriend, that's someone that you guys, you you made a commitment to each other and it's been some time that has passed, you don't want to bring every guy you're dating to family. You're like, oh, she got a next one. That was, oh, that was definitely. the last year. Yeah, oh. this one? 
It looks horrible. It and looks Trinis could talk. You hear me? Well, West Indians they say, talk, talk, talk. talk. <laughs> That's what they say, right? <laughs> but anyways, I mean, sadly enough, these two beautiful souls um, lost their lives. Rest they in peace. They the opportunity to, to, you know, they didn't have the opportunity to even defend themselves. Poor things. And um, it's unfortunate. I read this article about this woman just in passing today about this woman who had a guy that she was dating and this guy came in and told her he had a degree in nuclear physics. He was this, he was that. And really, he was just plotting to get her life insurance. And he tried to kill her. She didn't die. This is to just show you, folks, people that come to you are a representative. You don't know the real person you're with for years. Some people could keep up this fraud for years before they drop the, 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 the shade and really become the person that they are. You never know who somebody really is until they are. Yeah. So let's be mindful. Be careful, if not for yourself, for your children. You know, especially a single woman, because you just want to get. You don't want. You don't want to be alone, and I understand that. You don't want to be alone, but then you don't want to be with someone that you might still end up being alone. So just make right decisions. Put your coins in a jar and do a background check. I found a website. Check out your partner. Dot com. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Do a background check. Find out who this person really is before you... And this is just a person that could dick you down. Yikes. Then keep it that way. Keep your family outside of it. No one should ever see this person. But if this is somebody that you think is real and you've really done your background check, you have a good vibe. And sometimes our, our vibes are skewed because we, we just really want to... Oh, definitely. Loneliness really, is a killer, man. It makes you skew every thought. And I think we need to make decisions. Is you know, a constant assessment. Is this person a good fit for my family? Is this person right. feedback? Did this person, will they speak inappropriately to my children? Because I've seen them speak inappropriately to me. Because exactly. sometimes you see that. Or and let's be realistic. Children. You see people talking, and when they're talking, you're just like, mm, this is a little left. But we always make, you know, concessions. Mm-hmm. Always make concessions. Sure. I mean, this is a conversation that sure has been thinking about for a minute in terms of, how soon is too soon to bring someone around your family? And you know the answer to that? I can't tell you. You can meet somebody today and you could be like, this is love at first sight. And you could be with that person for the next 90 years. Or you could meet somebody today and know them for four years before you introduce them to your family. And they still turn out to be a crazy person. You never know. But something inside of you has got to talk to yourself. Correct. And you should be able to say at the end of this, I did everything in my power to make sure that my children were not in danger. Correct. So, now to our what not. <sighs> I tell you. So, my friends and I, we often go to the club. Yeah, I'm still clubbing. Clubbing. <laughs> do, do, do. We be clubbing. I, I can't help it, man. She loves it's a little bit. I mean, I can't it's help okay, it. It's okay, nothing. It's okay so, in my blood. You know, we usually go clubbing, and, you know, oftentimes when we go, you know, a guy might see my friends and I, you know. And the other day, a guy saw my cousin, and, you know, he offered her a drink. So, she like, yeah, First. Yeah. Did she go to the bar with him? When she went to get a drink? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, because this is not yeah. days going by. He came up to her. He was like, hey, you know, face. he was like, like whispering something in her ear or whatever. You know, she gave him the face like, oh, because from the time she sees him, she knows she's not attractive. So she's just like rolling her eyes. You know, my friends and I, we give ourselves the eye when we're like annoyed or kind of like, save me, save me. <laughs> You gotta go and pull your friend or whatever. But sometimes I like to see her sick. <laughs> so she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. The guy's talking to us. All of a sudden, she's like, oh, I'm gonna go to the bar. I'm like, okay. She goes to the bar with this guy. She comes back with a drink. All of a sudden, he's dancing with her. So she, she gives him a dance. It's cool. Gives him a dance. Three more songs. She's still dancing with him. So this guy has no intention of moving from behind her. <laughs> 
And you know, my friends and I, we like to dance. You know, sometimes you practice a little routine at home. Uh, <laughs> and you want to go and bust it down. You know what I'm saying? She's lying. So, Patrice came on. You're like, what? Patrice Roberts, my song. Let me get down. And the really? Guy, you have routines? Yo, know, sometimes I do do a little routine. But your own personal routine. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't want to hear like the three of y'all came together and made up a like step. Destiny's Destiny's Child. Child. <laughs> no, this is my own stuff. I guess it's a good song that I Are you so Kelly, Michelle, or Beyonce? <laughs> <laughs> Always gay. You know, you want to do a little dance. You want to show your little stuff. You want to drop it like it's hot. You know, sometimes, sorry, fellas, you guys can't keep up. When you want to drop it, pick it up, <laughs> shake it, twerk it. You just can't keep up. And so she's trying to do that. And the guy is not letting her live, man. So finally, I had to save her. I was like, I came up to her. Which was at her ear. And I was like, sorry, excuse me. To the guy, like, excuse me, I need my friend for two seconds. And then we'll be back. Grabbed her. I had to relocate to the <laughs> other side of the party. This is the whatnot, fellas. Don't think you can buy a girl an $11 drink and think you're going to hold her down for the rest of the night. It just ain't right, man. You're cock blocking. You're cock blocking. So, I want to tell you this story. I, I, I don't party much anymore, but when I used to, I used to get it in. There used to be this little club in Brooklyn called Trinity. Trinity used to be. Lit. Litty lit. <laughs> Every Friday night. So this Friday, you know, me and my neighbor, we used to go out. And she used to have friends that she used to bring. I used to only really hang out with like three or four girls when I was younger. Because, you know, even then, females were dangerous. But regardless, <laughs> we go out to this party. And as we're getting ready to go, we, we go to one party and we get there. And the party is a bust nothing's happening, it's crickets. I'm like, yo, it's Friday night. I know where I could always have a good time. I'm heading to Trinity. We jump in a cab, we go on the other hand. When I get there, we know it's like, you know, it's free before 12. We get there like, what? I'm like, we're going to have to pay. In my pocket, I have $20, which I know is enough to pay for me and for my friend because she doesn't have any more money. Plus, I live in walking distance from Trinity, so I can get home in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to be able to walk because, you know, this is when parties was parties. I used to get home at 730 in the oh morning. God, in the morning. Nice. When you come outside, you squinted right morning. morning, man. Love it. So we get out the cab. Her two friends are with us. Guess what? They don't have money to get in. Yikes. They got $10 between them. So they're over there, the four of them are caught, three of them are caucusing. I'm just standing around looking. It's one in the morning. I'm probably, what, 17, 18 years old, standing on the street corner. And they're standing there talking. Oh, here walks up two guys. Hey, what's going on? You ladies can't get in? I don't respond because you can get it. I, they can't be talking to me. I know I have my money. You know, I walk with my ex money all the time. So they can't be talking to me. So I'm standing there. So the guy's like, y'all can't get in? They're all like, yeah, we can't. We don't have enough money. Again, my head is silent. I'm silent. My face is turned away because they're not talking to me. So the guy says, well, I'll take you in. At this point, I kind of realized he's talking to me. I said, oh, no, that's okay. I have my own money. My friend is, if you give your money, I will. You could give my, your money to my friend so that my friend could get in. And I'm like, No. Finally, I decided to give them the money. As we walk into the club, I don't know if anybody went to Trinity. Remember, there used to be an outer room. We used to pay. We used to walk in. There was like a restaurant, and inside was this dark place. As soon as we get to the door, the guy pays for me. He's like paying. He turns and he whispers in my ear, I just want to let you know we'll be together all night. And I turn back and I go, mm-hmm. <laughs> After we walk in. I shift right to the left, and I just watch my three friends pass me. And as soon as they're going, bang, I'm going in the clubs, through the dark passages, until I'm somewhere. I'm like, this guy is crazy. And then I came outside and walked home. 
in broad daylight. And I said to myself, I didn't. But this guy could have been outside waiting to kill me for this money. For his $10. For his $10. What not, bro? $10 don't give you a night of pleasure. Hello. Stop it, bro. You guys are cop block. Another man is up in there. I need to be seeing you right now. Listen, I mean, I appreciate it. I mean, even now, sometimes you meet people, they offer you a drink before they even speak to you. Like, can I get you a drink? Yes. And then you know. I'm in. Then you know My hands sold. up. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Sold. That's it. But guess what? That drink does not mean we will be together That's it. all night. And now to our last segment. Shout outs. So, rest in peace. Today is Selena's birthday. Selena. We love Selena. I tell you, I love Selena. One of the late greats. Rest in peace. Taken from us way too soon. Rest in peace, Selena. And our last shout out of the day is to Kendrick Lamar, who got a Pulitzer Prize for his album, Damn. This is the first rap album to ever get a Pulitzer Prize. And I just want to say, keep your head up, black man. Keep your head up. I'm so you know, sometimes things happen, and it's so impressive, such an impressive time to be a black person. And I have to say, this is it. Now, black is winning. It's always been winning. But now... Hashtag winning. <laughs> they don't want to see me winning. Um, but definitely, had, I mean, last year, the Pulitzer Prize went to an opera record. So right. you could see the difference. Hello. Opera to Kendrick Lamar, yeah. damn that I had to remove from my Apple Music that my kids put on because it's way too much cussing for me. But <laughs> definitively, I may re-download you, brother, just to show the support. And I, I just love Kendrick Lamar as an artist. Like, he came out, he's very conscious. I love it. He speaks on issues that we all experience. And he's um, won numerous awards. But shout out Kendrick <laughs> Lamar. Um, so that's it. Remember us on, follow us on Instagram, follow us on SoundCloud, um, and even on the podcast app. And remember where hashtag Brooklyn Chicks. And also, too, I just want to let you guys know, you know, you know, this is new for us. Um, if you guys have any topics or suggestions, you know, I got that out. some of you got our text, our numbers, text us, email us, Hit us up. Or Let's even, e- oh, you can email us brooklynchicks at gmail, blah, 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 yeah, dot com. Brooklyn Chicks. Remember, it's Chicks, C-H-I-X-X-S. Um, send us an email. Show the love so that we can tell people we're winning. Hashtag winning. <laughs> Have a great day. See you next week.